Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. After his baptism, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So I got turned on to a book at General Convention last summer, and it's called Dust Bunnies in the Basket. And it's a book that's uh, supposed to help people learn how to talk about Lent and Easter with children. God bless you. It really is a great book. And the introduction, which is about as far as I've gotten this week, uh, has a, has a wonderful introduction, and it talks about how do you greet people during Lent? Do you say, Happy Lent? Because that doesn't seem quite right, right? So what do you do about that? And his whole argument is that Lent is supposed to be a time of transition, and if that transition is supposed to include God, then it is a holy time. So perhaps what we could do is greet one another with Holy Lent. Well, I like that. I like that there Happy Lent, that's for sure. So hang on to that for a minute, because that's where we're going to finish. But in the meantime, we have to talk about Jesus and these temptations that he had. He's out in the wilderness, he's absolutely famished, 40 days, no food. And the devil comes up, the evil one, Satan, all these names. Got the devil with it and says, turn the rock into a loaf of bread, no problem. Right? And Jesus' response is, man does not, and of course he's using man, but he means people. People do not live by bread alone. The devil comes up with another one. And he says, look at all this, look at all this, the kingdoms of the, of the universe. I can give this to anybody. I'm going to give it to you. All you have to do is worship me. Jesus says to him, Worship only the Lord your God and serve only him. 
got one more for you. Takes him to the top of the temple. Says, just jump. God will save you. You've got all the angels on your side. No problem. Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, I think these are some pretty good words of advice. And at the same time, I am uh, juxtaposed those words of advice with February 13th, which is the feast day in our church, for a guy named Absalom Jones. Who knows Absalom Jones? Good for you. Absalom Jones was the first African-American priest in our church. That's a name you should know. Next year on February 13th, when I ask that question, every hand goes up. Born in 1846. Born a slave. Born a slave. And when he was age 16, his slave owner, Mr. Wincoop, born in Delaware, he was 16 years old, Mr. Wincoop sold his mother and his siblings and then took Absalom and moved to Philadelphia. While in Philadelphia, he was one of the more fortunate slaves, if you could even begin to use a term like that, as that he, got edu- he had an education. He learned to write. He went to school. Later on, he got married. He married a woman named Mary King while he was still a slave. She lived in the, in, the, uh, uh, in the outfit next door, another slave owner's slave. They got married, and in the next eight years, Absalom, through direct appeal and through saving what money he could, he bought Mary's freedom. And he did that so that his wife and children would live as free people. Do you know what I hear in that? Let's keep going one more step. Just a few years. He asked. He at the same time when he bought her freedom, he wrote a little letter and he said, I'd like to be free too. And they said, nope, not going to happen. But eventually, Mr. Wincoop did free him. Actually, did free him. And in that, I hear these words. We do not live by bread alone. Later on in Absalom's life, uh, he was ordained in the Methodist Church first. He was an active participant in the Methodist Church, and it was a church run by white people. And he went to that church, he and a whole group of people who are now together, black people who are going to this church, and they liked going to church except for the part where the whites said, sure, you can come to our church as long as you either stand along the edge or sit in the balcony. Absalom and his friends said, thank you very much. They waited till the end of the service. They left, and they never stood foot back in there again. As they went on, they founded the first black Episcopal congregation in Philadelphia. That church still stands today. It's now named after Absalom Jones. Absalom became a deacon and then was ordained to the priesthood. You know what I hear in there? Worship the Lord your God. Serve only Him. In the 1790s, Philadelphia experienced the yellow fever. It was disastrous. Many, many people were sick and died. 
many, many doctors and healthcare professionals took off. They just left Philadelphia. It was too dangerous. There were some people that didn't run off. Benjamin Rush, who was a doctor. Richard Allen and Absalom Jones. There were 20 times more black people caring for sick blacks and whites than there were white people caring for sick blacks and whites. And Absalom Jones was one of them. He worked a whole lot of 24-hour shifts. He took time to take care of these people and to bury the bodies of the dead. You know what I hear in that? Do not put the Lord your God to the test. See, I see Lent as not this wishy-washy time of, oh, I'm such a bad person. No! It's not a time of that. It's a time of power. It's a time of transformation. It's a time of invitation. Those of you who are here on Ash Wednesday know that we have been invited into a time to look at our lives, to meditate, to pray, to think about how we're doing, what we're doing, and how we might be transformed by the Spirit. And those three phrases might be really helpful as we go through this Lenten season. We do not live by bread alone. Right. What's the second one? Worship the Lord your God and serve only God. Right. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Right. These are phrases of power and empowerment. These are not threats. These are not under the thumb. These are liberating phrases, just as Absalom Jones heard them in the 19th century. So can we hear them in the 21st century. So we celebrate Absalom Jones. We celebrate the first Sunday in Lent. And I say to you, welcome to Lent. May it be a holy Lent. And may it be a, more than that, may it be a powerfully holy Lent. Amen.